Welcome everybody to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on this Friday. I hope that you're able to have a great day. It is Friday Night Lights High School Football. I'm going to have my high school football preview review show and we have a lot to get into when it comes to the world of sports. This is presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live and you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key. We are a week away from me being in the studio with Ryan O'Neill for the Rhino Radio Penitentiary morning show from 7 to 10. I'm excited about being on a morning show for three hours talking nothing but sports, pop culture, and anything that's going on in the world. We have got a great show for you. Not only am I going to get into my high school football preview review show for week seven, I also have some upset alerts in college football. And I make my NFL picks. And I will recap that Thursday night game between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Braves. 103 wins, first time they have clinched home field advantage since 1999 when they won 103 wins. And uh, the Atlanta Braves are just rolling right now, getting into the postseason. I'm going to talk about some of the postseason games that we could see. For next week, the playoffs start on Tuesday. We got a jam-packed show, so let's go ahead and get this show started. Let's start with Thursday high school football. We only had one game of note in the Chattahoochee Valley. The LaGrange Grangers, they traveled to Riverdale to take on the winless Riverdale team. They won 42 to nothing, and the Grangers are 4-2 and two on the season, and they are riding a two-game win streak. And the Grangers have a lot of confidence going into next week. Just to let everybody know, high school game day is going to be at Russell County, my old stomping grounds, as Thrift Barringer and I will be there for the first time this year as Russell County takes on the Valley Rams. These two teams used to be region rivals. They're taking on each other. Some of the special guests include head football coach of Russell County, Coach Dylan Griggs, Hopefully, we'll have the athletic director of Russell County, Coach Larry Knox, and special guest picker, the former Russell County baseball player, current Carver Tigers baseball coach, Michael Long Jr., and I know that we are excited about that. And then I'm going to be calling the Russell County Valley game on Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. Thrift Barringer and Rick Beach is going to be calling Sandy Creek at Harris County that is a massive game. It is the high school game of the week for WRBL and WTVM. We will break down all the high school football games later in the show. But let's talk about that Thursday night game between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Lions were favored by two. They were going into Lambeau. I thought that the Packers, they always dominate the Lions, especially at home, but the Detroit Lions took care of business. They won 34 to 20. Green Bay just couldn't run the ball. Jordan Love also had two picks. The Detroit Lions sacked Jordan Love five times. And David Montgomery, 32 carries, 121 yards. The Detroit Lions are three and one. The Packers fall to two and two. They take over sole possession in the NFC North. Are you starting to become a believer of the Detroit Lions? Are they a team that could win their first playoff game for the first time since 1991? 
Remember, they went to the NFC Championship in 1991, and they lost to the eventual Super Bowl champion, the Washington team that was just absolutely incredible with Mark Ripken. I remember when I was a kid, this team was unstoppable. And the Detroit Lions won a playoff game. Barry Sanders was their running back. Herman Moore was a wide receiver. Scott Mitchell. I mean, they had a great team. I think the Detroit Lions are back to that level. And they are going to be one of the top teams in the NFC that could compete with the likes of the Philadelphia Eagles, the San Francisco 49ers, and even the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys kind of had a stinker against the Cardinals. They're still a good team. I will get into my NFL picks later in the show. But we do have some news to talk about in Major League Baseball as the Atlanta Braves pick up their 103rd win of the season by defeating the Chicago Cubs. They sweep the Cubs after a couple of days ago. They won it in walk-off fashion. The first game, they won it on an error by the Cubs, and the Braves were able to score two runs on that error. A lot of speculation about the Braves this year because last year they won 101 games. They lost to the Phillies in the divisional round. They lost Dansby Swanson to free agency to the Cubs. A lot of Braves fans were wondering if they were going to take a step back because they didn't have their gold glove shortstop. Well, they had a historic season. Ron Lacuna Jr., who, by the way, he's going to win the MVP, not Mookie Betts. Ronald Acuna Jr. becomes the first player in Major League Baseball history to hit 40 home runs and steal 70 bases. He is in elite category, top of the mountain. It's just him. It's Ronald Acuna Jr. And I hope the Atlanta Braves can get a World Series for him. I want to see Ronald Acuna Jr., one of the best young players in Major League Baseball. I want to see him play in a World Series. I still think the Braves are the odds-on favorite, but I'm crossing my fingers that they don't take on the Phillies in the divisional round. It, there's just something crazy about having a rival in the divisional round, and Bryce Harper has always been a Braves killer. But here's what's going to have to happen. So the Cubs are going to play the Brewers, and that's going to happen on Tuesday next week. The wild card round is going to match up the Milwaukee Brewers against the Chicago Cubs. The other matchup is going to be the Phillies taking on the Diamondbacks. Let's say it's chalk and the Phillies win and the Brewers win. The Brewers would play the Dodgers and the Phillies would play the Braves. That's the worst case scenario. If you look at the teams that the Braves would rather face, they'd rather face the Cubs. They rather face the Diamondbacks, not the Phillies. And they can't face the Brewers because they are number three seed. The Brewers by default would play the Dodgers. It's really a crazy scenario in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Hey, the Baltimore Orioles, they pick up their 100th victory, and they clinch the AL East. And so the Baltimore Orioles, who are trying to reach the postseason and win the World Series for the first time since 1983, uh, I don't know if they're the odds-on favorite to do it. I think the Tampa Bay Rays still have a very strong team, even though they're the wild card. You can never count out the Houston Astros because of their experience in the postseason. The Texas Rangers are on the up and coming, and I really don't give the Minnesota Twins a big shot. I mean, they were in a very weak 
division in the AL Central. All right, let's talk some college football. We do have some teams on upset alert. I'm going to start with the Friday night game. These are the ranked teams. The Utah Utes, Cameron Rising coming back. They're one of the top teams in the Pac-12. They're taking on Oregon State and DJ Uyangalele, and that is going to be in Corvallis. Oregon State is favored by four and a half, and I think the Utah Utes get the win. They will beat a ranked team in Oregon State, and uh, Utah is just going to continue rolling. All right, let's get to Saturday because the big noon kickoff, all eyes are going to be in Boulder, Colorado. For the unranked Colorado Buffaloes, who got humiliated by Oregon last week, they are hosting the USC Trojans that have Caleb Williams. They have Lincoln Riley. They have the high-powered offense, but I'm not too sure about their defense. I think Shadir Sanders is going to have a bounce-back game. I still think USC is going to win, but I think that Colorado is going to give them a fight. They're playing at home. They felt disrespected. They got humiliated by Oregon. They're going to have a bounce-back win. And because USC doesn't have a defense, I think Colorado will put up some touchdowns on the Trojans' defense. You got Florida at Kentucky. I actually think Florida is going to win this game. I think that Florida is one of those teams. You saw what they did against Tennessee in the Swamp. I think Florida is going to win the rest of their games until they get to the Georgia game. Because I'm a believer in what Billy Napier is trying to do there. Graham Mertz is a good quarterback. Trevor Intian, great running back. And I'm just not sold on Devin Leary and that Kentucky offense. I think Florida gets the win. Penn State's taking on Northwestern. I think Penn State rolls. This might be a surprise to a lot of people. But the team I have on upset alert is Georgia. Georgia is taking on Auburn in the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Georgia has not had a true road game yet. Georgia's going into a hostile environment. Now look, Auburn did not look great at all against Texas A&M. In fact, they looked awful. A lot of people think I would not give Auburn a shot in this game. But the thing about Auburn, crazy things happen down on the Plains. We all know this. The prayer at Jordan-Hare, the kick six, that all happened in one year. Auburn can get some momentum if they make Georgia make the big mistake. If Auburn keeps it close, that fan base is going to get loud and they are going to get rowdy. And this could be a much closer game than people anticipate. I'm not saying Auburn's going to win. I think this game's going to be a lot closer. And Georgia fans are going to be, be on pins and needles throughout this game. Michigan and Nebraska, I don't give Nebraska a shot. Nebraska just looks awful. I think Michigan's going to win that one. Kansas and Texas, a very intriguing game. I think that Texas wins that one. Uh, Missouri is going to beat Vanderbilt. I think that Missouri right now ranked 23rd. I think they find a way to win. LSU and Ole Miss, I like this matchup. I'm going with LSU. I think that LSU beats Ole Miss in Oxford. And uh, that's not going to bowl too well for Lane Kiffin. 
but LSU is one of those teams that could compete for an SEC West title, and they looked amazing against Mississippi State. Oregon at Stanford, I mean, Oregon on, on the road, you know, you saw how close that game was against Texas Tech. Stanford is terrible. I mean, they lost to Sacramento State. Notre Dame and Duke, this is the game I really want to see. 7.30 p.m. on ABC. College game day comes to Durham, I think, for the first time ever. And, you know, the guest picker is Ken John. And and that's good because, you know, he's a Duke fan and went to Duke. But I kind of would have liked Coach K to be the guest picker. I mean, that, that would have been a no-brainer. But I'm happy to see. Duke Blue Devil football, relevant college game day is going to be there. Riley Leonard against Sam Hartman. I'm really looking forward to this matchup. You got South Carolina taking on Tennessee. Is Tennessee on upset alert? Can Spencer Rattler get the job done against the Volunteers like he did the year before in Columbia? This time it's going to be in Knoxville. I have... No faith that Mississippi State is going to do anything against Alabama. I think Alabama rolls Mississippi State in Starkville. Washington's going to beat Arizona on the road. And uh, Fresno State's going to get the win over Nevada. So those are all the ranked teams. Let's go into the local teams in Georgia. As VMI is coming to five-star stadium to take on the Mercer Bears. Mercer is two and two. Georgia Southern is hosting Coastal Carolina. Georgia Southern is three and one. Their only loss was to Wisconsin. Troy is coming to Center Park Stadium to take on the undefeated Georgia State Panthers. Kennesaw State, one and three, but they're in that transition period. They're in the FCS independent, taking on Charleston Southern. Even more local, the LaGrange Grangers. The LaGrange Panthers, sorry. Yeah, get those two mixed up. Taking on Southern Virginia on the road. Point University is on the road against Kentucky Christian. Oh, yeah, and I forgot, Georgia Tech. They are at home at Bobby Dodd Stadium taking on Bowling Green. 3.30 kickoff on the ACC Network. You know, it's another Saturday where I'm in front of the TV and I just love watching college football, but I'm mainly going to do it on my phone. I like to keep that TV open for the kids so they can watch their Disney movies and stuff. I'll, I'll watch college football on the phone. It's okay. They can watch their Disney movies. They can watch The Little Mermaid like 10 times. Uh, just kidding. They, they, they haven't. But yeah, we have a Disney Plus account. I'll watch college football. They can watch whatever they want to watch on TV. All right. It's time on the show. For my NFL picks. Don't worry. I'm going to save high school football to the end of the show. You're going to get a treat. All right, NFL. The Atlanta Falcons will kick things off. 9.30 kickoff in London across the pond. They're taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they get a nice reunion with their former wide receiver, Calvin Ridley. You know, I was very upset when Calvin Ridley left the way he did and he's having an incredible year with the Jacksonville Jaguars I didn't like how he just quit on the Falcons he decided to step down 
because of mental health. I mean, I, I know it's it's not something to play around with. I mean, it's very serious. But to later find out that he was gambling on betting on games while he was taking a leave of absence was very disturbing. And Calvin Ridley was suspended for an entire year. It was detrimental, and the Falcons had to draft a wide receiver. They ended up getting Drake London. Calvin Ridley was supposed to be the future of the Atlanta Falcons receiving core. He was supposed to be right there with Julio Jones. When Julio Jones left, Calvin Ridley left. They didn't really have anybody, I mean, even though I liked Russell Gage. I thought Russell Gage should have stayed with the Falcons. But this is going to be a nice reunion. It's going to be good. Trevor Lawrence, I know that the Jaguars were humiliated by the Texans last week. They are favored by three. One thing is that the Falcons have a good team in spite of their quarterback. I'm still not a believer in Desmond Ritter. I think the way the Lions beat the Packers, maybe the Lions are better than we think. And the Falcons getting shut down by that Lions defense was an anomaly. It It's something that should have happened. Anyway, the key is the matchup, that line, Trayvon Walker, he's going to get some pressure on Desmond Ritter. Can they stop the run? Can the Falcons run the ball with Bijan Robinson more than 10 times? Can the Falcons get the passing game open with Kyle Pitts and Drake London? I still think that the Jaguars win this game. But it's going to be close. All right, moving on. I cannot believe that the Buffalo Bills are a two and a half point favorite against the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins just put up 70 on the Broncos the week before. And the Dolphins going into Buffalo, riding a two game win streak. Josh Allen looks pretty good after that Monday night blunder against the Jets. I think it's going to be a close game. But I think the Dolphins are going to win. The Dolphins look like. A Super Bowl team right now. It looks like nobody can stop the Dolphins. And I think the Dolphins do get the win. Here's a game. I Unless you're a Broncos fan or a Bears fan, I don't even understand why you would want to watch this game on NFL Red Zone or if you have NFL Sunday ticket. Both are 0-3. Both looked terrible last week. I think the Broncos win because they do have the better quarterback. They do have the better coach. They put up a stat on social media, and this is pretty disturbing about the Bears. You know they fired Levy Smith, and he was 10-6. and six. And since then, they've had John Fox. They've had Matt Nagy. They had, uh, Matt Uberflus is their current head coach. They had Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman was actually the coach who replaced Levy Smith that was just a disturbing stat is that they fired Levy Smith and he went 10, 10 and six. He took the bears to the super bowl with Rex Grossman where the bears have really, they've really fallen off. Now don't get me wrong. I thought that Matt Nagy and with Mitchell Trubisky, I thought the bears were starting to become a good team where that was focused on defense and I liked their uh, dual running back, Tariq Cohen. And then, you know, they had Roquan Smith. They had Khalil Mack. I mean, they were starting to get some big-time players on that defense. Their defense is terrible. And I, I think they lose and they'll go to 0-4.
The Ravens taking on the Browns. Browns are favored by three. I think the Browns are starting to find their stride. I think that Miles Garrett is one of the best pass rushers in the league. And as long as Deshaun Watson doesn't make the big mistake, they got a decent enough line where Kareem Hunt can just run the football and run it. And that's what the Browns were able to do against the Titans. I think the Browns get the win here because they are playing at home. Steelers taking on the Texans. I was actually impressed with C.J. Stroud. Right now, he is the favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But the Steelers, they've won two straight. They look pretty good. I think the Steelers get the road victory. Minnesota taking on Carolina. I think Minnesota finally gets their first victory because Carolina does not look all that great. You got the Rams taking on the Colts. Anthony Richardson is still out. It's going to be Garner Minshew going up against that Rams offense. The Rams are a very good team at one and two. Very good team. And the surprise of Puka Nakua. Yes, I know. I was actually was looking him up to try to see if he was available on waiver wires for my fantasy league. He's not. He's already got picked up. Puka Nakua, he's already got 30 receptions after three games. He's got 338 yards. Okay, so I take that back. He might win offensive rookie of the year. Rams are a really good team. I think they get the win here. The Buccaneers and the Saints. The winner of this game, in my opinion, is going to take sole possession of the NFC South because I don't think the Falcons are going to win. And so it's going to be in New Orleans. New Orleans defense, they have not given up 20 points in 12 games. Their defense is lights out. This is a top five defense. They're going to make Baker Mayfield uncomfortable. And I think the Buccaneers playing on a short week. I think the Buccaneers lose here because it is in New Orleans. The Commanders taking on the Eagles. I think the Eagles end up blowing out the Commanders. It could be ugly. Bengals taking on the Titans. I think the Bengals get to 2-2. Two and two. They're not a bad team. They were just 0-2, oh and, and now all of a sudden, they're feel, feeling their stride. This is still a top team in the AFC, and I'm not a believer in the Titans and what they're doing. I mean, they absolutely look lost with Mike Vrabel's 1950s offense. Ryan Tannehill's got to go. I'm sorry. You got to get another quarterback in there. I don't know if the Titans are tanking for Caleb Williams, but it looks like it. Anyway, Raiders taking on the Chargers. Chargers get the win here. The Chargers are a good football team. Kellen Moore is a good offensive coordinator. I think the Chargers, if they win, they win in spite of their coach because I'm not a believer in Brandon Staley. He is still on the hot seat. Patriots take it on the Cowboys, and it's a nice reunion for Ezekiel Elliott, welcoming back into Jerry World. And I think the Cowboys are favored by six and a half for a reason. The Patriots are not very good. I think that the Cowboys defense has a bounce back game. The Cowboys are better at home, and I think they win this game. All right, I want to talk about the Cardinals and the 49ers. This is a trap game for the 49ers. The 49ers are favored by 14 points. There is a lot of criticism, especially from like Nick Wright from Fox Sports, that Brock Purdy is not elite. That everybody is waiting for Brock Purdy to have a bad game. Well, let me tell you something. This is what Brock Purdy has done in his first 
eight starts. He's 8-0. He's got a 67.9 completion percentage. He's passed for 1,834 yards, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions with a passer rating of 113.6. Look, he was the last pick in the draft. He's Mr. Irrelevant. But sometimes great players can even be undrafted. Brock Purdy is special. Right now, he is a top 10 quarterback. He could even be a top five quarterback. Now, in this game, I heard that Debo Samuel might not play. How does Brock Purdy respond to not having Debo Samuel in the lineup? Look, the Cardinals are a tough out. I've seen the Cardinals with Colt McCoy beat the 49ers in Santa Clara. This game is in Santa Clara. Josh Dobbs did very well against the Cowboys. I think... This game is going to be a lot closer. I would take the points if I bet on games, which I don't. 49ers are favored by 14. I think the 49ers win, but take the points. Finally, the Sunday night game, I wish that they could flex this game out. It was supposed to be Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. You're going to get Patrick Mahomes. You're going to get Taylor Swift up in the stands. It's New York. I don't know how many times is the broadcast going to pan to Taylor Swift. It's a Sunday night football game. They are going to overhype this. The Chiefs are favored by eight and a half. I just don't know if the Jets have what it takes. Their defense is okay. It's not great because, you know, it having Aaron Rodgers just makes your defense even better because – you know, he can move the ball down the field and the defense gets a break. But when you have a, a quarterback like Zach Wilson just goes three and out and throws interceptions, it makes your defense work even harder. And Patrick Mahomes does a great job. He's methodical about getting his receivers open. I still don't think he has a number one receiver. But Patrick Mahomes is going to be surgical in this game, and I think the Chiefs blow them out. And finally, the Monday night football game, the Seahawks are a road favorite. They're favored by one, taking on the New York Giants. The Seahawks are a team that looks really good. As a 49ers fan, I would actually be worried about the Seahawks and the Rams. Both teams are good, and I think this NFC West is going to have three playoff teams come out of it. And I think the Seattle Seahawks do get the win on Monday Night Football. Those are my NFL picks. I don't give out fantasy advice. Sorry. Uh, but if I did, I would say to start uh, Puka Nakua. And there you go. There's my fantasy advice. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a commercial break for the radio station. We're going to go pay some bills. And when we come back, I'm going to have my high school football preview review show for week seven. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a sports beat with Richard Holdridge. Presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. We'll be right back. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. 
best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan, 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location. Bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And it's about that time. It's my Friday Night Lights High School Football Preview Review Show. I'm going to break down all the games in the Chattahoochee Valley. And I'm even going to have my top 10 for West Georgia and East Alabama. All right, here we go. 
You voted for it on Twitter. It's really no question. I didn't even have a Twitter poll on this. By default, the high school game of the week is Sandy Creek taking on Harris County. Sandy Creek, the defending 3A state champions. Yes, they did win a state championship despite Cedar Grove's player going across the goal line. A champion. They, they're, they're still champions. They're 5-1. and one. Their only loss was to East Coweta. This is a very good team. They're going down to the county to take on the surprise team in the Chattahoochee Valley, the Harris County Tigers, who are 4-1 and one on the season. Their only loss was to Troop County. Harris County is riding a four-game win streak. They've had some pretty impressive wins, a win over Howard, a win over Shaw. I mean, they've had some good wins. Harris County, even though this is a non-region game, they are going to be tested by a very talented team in Sandy Creek. Harris County is led by their quarterback, Levi Watson. They got Matei Yeomans in the backfield. Miguel Sevilla, great slot receiver that could also run the football. They just got a great team. And you also have Ogletree, who is also a slot receiver that can also pass the ball on some trick plays. If Harris County is able to pull off this victory, that would send shockwaves to the Chattahoochee Valley, and that would put them on the map. All eyes are going to be on this game. WTVM and WRBL is going to be there. My broadcast partner from Georgia Alabama Sports Life, Thrift Berenger, is going to be calling the game with Rick Beach from Kutsu Sports. It's going to be a lot of fun. High school game day is going to be at Russell County, as Russell County is taking on Valley. We're excited about that. I'm going to be calling the game Russell County versus Valley on Georgia Alabama Sports Live at 8 p.m. at Mitchell Corbett Stadium. Corbett Stadium at Mitchell Field. Hopefully I got that right. And let's go ahead and break down some of the other games. I already talked about LaGrange getting the 42 to nothing win over Riverdale. LaGrange is now 4-2 and two on the season. And looking at, and they play North Clayton, by the way, next week. And looking at the schedule, the Jerd Red Jackets, Otis Spencer Stadium, they are taking on the Spencer Green Wave. The Jerd Red Jackets have not won a game yet. They are 0-5 on the season, the Spencer Green Wave. They are 3-2 after getting a big 26-7 win over Rutland last week. And they are 2-0 in the region. The Spencer Green Wave are trying to go back-to-back in the region. Wouldn't that be something? They're led by their quarterback, Gary Gaither. Dre Duncan is a beast on defense. Head coach Joe Kegler has got a great team. And I know Spencer lost to Carver in the Heritage Bowl. They lost to Westover 20-14. to They're starting to feel their stride. And I think they get the win here against Jordan. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to even say my picks because we do have our high school game day, and that's where we have our picks. So I'm going to save it for that. All right. Carver take it on Columbus. These are two region rivals. Carver, they are 2-3. and three. On the season, they lost three games where it was one possession games all three times. Taking on a Columbus Blue Devils team that's one and four. Their only win was to Jordan in week two. And I think Carver is just going to be too much for Columbus. 
All right, Brookstone. They are two and two. They're riding a two-game win streak. They are going to be on the road taking on Whitfield Academy. It's a tune-up game before the battle for the Bruchelli Jug next week. And then Kendrick. Kendrick is two and three after getting a region win against Central of Macon. They are on the road taking on the Griffins of Ace Charter in Macon, one of those talented schools in Macon out of 2A. Troop County, they suffered a huge blow as we received the word this week that Teo Todd, their star quarterback, all-world quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the Chattahoochee Valley is out for the season. We wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, he's, he will play at Georgia Southern next year, but his season is done at Troop County. And Troop County, 4-1, and one, they are on the road taking on North Clayton, who is and 4-2. Troop County still has a great team. Qua Burson and Noah Dixon anchor that defense for Coach Glisson. And I think that Troop County is still going to compete and they are going to still do very well in their region. Schley County, they are 5-0. and They're one of the top teams in Class 1A Division II. They are taking on Chattahoochee County. The Chatco Panthers, who are 0-5, trying to get their first win of the season. Columbia, 3-2, and traveling to Callaway Stadium to take on the 2-2 Callaway Cavaliers. Why they're 2-2 and not 3-1? and is because they forfeited that game week one to Cedartown because they played an ineligible player. Not a fan of it. In my mind, they beat Cedartown. But in the record books, it's a forfeit loss. The Shaw Raiders, 3-3. Three and three, They have won two straight, led by their first-year head coach, Johnny Garner. Nicholas Bates is back in the starting lineup as the quarterback. I love their slot receiver slash running back, Timothy Hill Jr. He's going to have a big game. Jacavius Mason, a great tight end. Sidney Atkins, the free safety. But the Shaw Raiders have a huge test on the road in Cairo, Georgia, to take on the 5-1 and one Syrup Makers. This is their first region game of the season. The Manchester Blue Devils 4-1 going to Montezuma to take on Macon County. That's also 4-1. and one. Macon County did lose to Schley County the week before. This is going to be a big game. The Lynette Panthers, 3-3 three and three under first-year head coach Chip Siegel. They are going to be on the road taking on the Hanley Tigers, the 4A school out of Roanoke, Alabama, who is 4-1 on the season. Pell City, a big shout-out to the former offensive coach for Russell County, Justin Albert, as Pell City takes on the Eufaula Tigers. Eufaula is 3-2 and two on the year. The Opelika Bulldogs, 3-2, and two, led by their quarterback, Roman Gagliano, who played Central very close a couple of weeks ago. They were able to defeat Prattville last week. They're trying to make the playoffs. This is a very talented team led by head coach Eric Speakman. And they are on the road taking on Theodore, who was the state runners-up in 6A, losing to Sarah Land in the state playoffs last year. Pike Liberal Arts is taking on Nota Salga. You got Auburn, 4-1 and one on the year, taking on the 5A champions, Ramsey, out of Birmingham. The Beulah Bobcats, they got a big, big home game 
taking on Prattville Christian. Beulah is two and two on the season. Got to keep an eye on Beulah. Benjamin Russell out of Alexander City. Going to make the trip down to TC Britton Field at Panther Stadium, taking on the Smith Station Panthers, who are 0-5. Smith Station trying to get their first victory of the season. The Glenwood Gators, fresh off their bye, is 5-0. It's homecoming. They're taking on Valiant Cross Academy, who has yet to win a game. Lee Scott Academy, they are on the road, taking on Otaga Academy, who's also 4-1. Both teams are 4-1, by the way. Marion County is taking on Central of Talbotton. McIntosh is taking on Heard County. You have Taylor County taking on Greenville. Now let's take a look at some of the schools in the Noonan area. East Paulding is taking on Noonan. You got Fayette County that's taking on Whitewater. And Trinity Christian is taking on Stars Mill. All right, now it's time for my top 10 teams in East Alabama and my top 10 teams in West Georgia. I have fun with this list. Sometimes it gets controversial. It really does. I've had some uh, teams reach out to me and ask, well, why did you rank us so low? Look, I, I, I understand how you feel, but I'm going to go ahead and start with West Georgia. The number one team on this list, there's no question about this team. It's Schley County. The reason why I have Schley County number one on this list, because Schley County can win a state championship right now. They have one of the most talented receivers in the state of Georgia, Georgia. Jalua Solomon, who's verbally committed to Auburn. He's a four-star receiver, and he's got a lot of skills. All right. Number two, changing my rankings just a little bit. I'm going to put the LaGrange Grangers. Now, LaGrange has moved up in the rankings because I just feel with Teo Todd out for Troop County, it is really hard to overcome a loss like that. I think LaGrange, they've been battle-tested. The way they beat Northside, this LaGrange team looks for real. They lost to a very good Carver of Atlanta team week one. They lost to a Stars Mill team, which I think is going to win this region. Stars Mill looks incredible. I got LaGrange at number two. Number three, I got Troop County. Troop County is still going to be a good team, even without Teo Todd. Now, Troop County... They play North Clayton on the road. They host Riverdale next week. I expect Troop County to get both these wins. But when they play Trinity Christian, when they play LaGrange, we'll find out how good this Troop County Tigers team is. Number four, the Northside Patriots. What they did against Westover, I don't think they've skipped a beat. Caden Clay looks incredible. He's all world. Kingston Rivers had three touchdowns in that Westover game, including trucking a guy that actually got the play of the week. And he's also won the player of the week for WTVM. So a big shout out to Kingston Rivers. And I think that that Northside is the real deal. Northside at number four. 
Number five, the Manchester Blue Devils. I still think this Manchester team is a state title contender. I mean, they knocked off Bowden. Bowden was the state champions from last year. Yeah, they they did lose to a, a team that they should have beat in Lamar County, but it was a very close game. I think the Manchester, I got them at number five. Number six, the St. Ann Pacelli Vikings. Five straight wins in a row after beating Gatewood 35 to nothing. They are on a bye this week, and then they will take on Brookstone for the battle for the Brucelli Jug. How about that? Number seven, the Callaway Cavaliers. I had to drop them. I had to drop them in my rankings because they do have a forfeit loss. But I still think Callaway is a very talented team. Probably going to get some uh, hate mail or some Twitter posts from some Callaway players that will probably criticize me for dropping them in my rankings. This happened to me last year when I put Callaway so low. The big criticism was last year, Callaway started 0-3. And I got the criticism last year. Okay. Number eight, the Flint River Academy Wildcats. What they did against Lakeside School. This team is for real. I believe this team can win a state championship. Number nine, the Spencer Green Wave. Spencer's 2-0 in the region. They're firing on all cylinders. They're peaking at the right time, and they got a big win on the road against Rutland last week. And finally, number 10 on this list, the Carver Tigers. Look, I dropped Carver all the way to 10 because they have lost three games, and I know that their record doesn't show what ta this talented team that Carver is. But you're 2-3. and three. But those three losses could have easily been wins. They lost on a one possession to Northeast. They lost when they were up 22 to 7 against the 7A Brookwood team out of Snellville. They lost 23 to 22. And then I was at the game last week against Hapeville Charter. They had a chance to win that one too. Carver will get back up in the rankings. I promise you that. This team is not going to be down here for long. I think they run the table in their region, even though they got some tough games, Thomasville. Is going to be a tough game. Crisp County. I think that Monroe game is starting to look like a tough game. Starting to. But the Carver Tigers, they wrap up my uh, top 10 for West Georgia. Now let's go over to East Alabama. There's no surprise that my number one team is Central. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. How could you not have a list and not have the Central Red Devils number one? Andrew Alford's got 20 touchdowns on the season. Cam Coleman is the number one receiver. He's going to Texas A&M. I got central number two. Oh, I got central number one. Number two, I got the Glenwood Gators. 5-0 and on the season. Dallas Crow with 11 touchdown passes, nine touchdown runs. But it's the defense led by Lamont Burton and Camden White that's really keeping this team elite. And beating Lee Scott Academy, the rematch of the AISA championship game, it was a statement win for the Glenwood Gators. I got them at number two. Number three, the Auburn Tigers. Look, they had a blunder against Enterprise. 
Still a great team. They're still blowing people out. I think that when it's all said and done, Auburn and Central are going to be battling for that that spot, and then they're going to be playing on October 20th in probably the game of the year. Anytime Central plays Auburn, it's a huge game, and Auburn is still talented, still at number three. Number four, I got Lee Scott Academy. Lee Scott Academy, even though they lost to Glenwood, still a great team. Pelzer Reeves is a great quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks in the AISA. Jake White, he was unstoppable in that game against Glenwood. And that's why I got Lee Scott at number four. All right. You ready for this? Number five. And, uh, oh, Chambers Academy. I moved Chambers Academy up. They have won five straight. The Chambers Academy Rebels at number five. They got a big test coming up October the 27th against the Glenwood Gators. All right, number six, the Opelika Bulldogs. I think this is a playoff team. Opelika's two losses were to Thompson and to Central. I think Opelika is going to be fine because they've been beating the teams they're supposed to be beating. They beat a good Prattville team. They will play Smith Station on October 13th. They still got to play Auburn. It's going to be very interesting to see. And they still got to play Dothan, too. I mean, so Opelika, everything's in front of them to make the playoffs this year. And I want to see it for Coach Speakman and Roman Gagliano playing in his third year as a starter for the Opelika Bulldogs. All right, number seven. Number seven, we have got the Valley Rams. Three and one on the season. You know, they beat their longtime rival, Lynette. They've won three straight. They were able to beat Beauregard. They lost to Hanley in their opener. Valley takes on Russell County. And even though they're a 5A school, taking on a 6A school, Valley's got a very special quarterback in Cam Dooley. And they got one of the top corners in the state in Jay Harper. And I just happened to be at Valley's practice on Wednesday and talked to Coach Marshawn Harper, the defensive coordinator, who's also the head basketball coach for the state champions, the undefeated Valley Rams. And uh, my big question is, when are they going to get that sign up in Valley? Yeah, still waiting on that sign. All right, number eight, the Ufala Tigers. Ufala, they're three and two. But they played some tough teams. They really have. I got them at. Number eight, number nine, number nine, the Beauregard Hornets. Beauregard, who uh, made the playoffs last year, you know, they, they had a tough game against Charles Henderson. But they were playing the state runners up. I got Beauregard at number nine. And then finally, at number 10, I got the Lynette Panthers. Lynette's three and three. Still think they're a playoff team. I still think that Coach Siegel can continue that tradition of the Lynette Panthers winning. They won state titles in 17 and 19. And a big shout out to former head football coach Clifford Story and Johnny uh, Shushke, a.k.a. Buckets. He was also on that coaching staff. Big shout out to Buckets. All right. That was 
my high school football preview review show. It is Friday. I hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend. Stay tuned for Monday's show. I want to thank Ryan O'Neill back at the station for giving me this opportunity to do a show here on the Sports Beat and on WQEE. Stay tuned for Braves Country Today with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. I know the Braves are excited because they've wrapped up home field advantage. Ronald Acuna Jr. is probably going to win the MVP, and the Atlanta Braves should be hoisting that World Series trophy in about a month or so. I think November 4th is that final uh, game seven of the World Series. So let's hope that the Atlanta Braves are in the World Series. We can have another parade in Atlanta once again. That is my show, and I hope everybody has a great rest of your night. Bye, everybody. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Mm, Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Christman. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. 
The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times best-selling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Calvary Sonoy Fellowship is an expository Bible teaching church where we study the Word of God line by line and we apply it life by life. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on WQEE and we look forward to having you join us. Our church offices are located in Sonoy, Georgia, 6855 Highway 16, Suite 102, Sonoy, Georgia. If you'd like to call us, our number is 770-755. 8243. Or you can reach me, I'm Pastor Bob, at bob at calvarysenoy.org. S-E-N-O-I-A. You also can go to our website at www.calvarysenoy.org. You can reach our YouTube channel there, as well as our Facebook page. Join us at 10 o'clock right here on WQEE. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.